Merry Christmas. Hello, nerds and nerdettes. Junior ambassadors, boys and girls of all ages. We're nerds, and uh, we're pretty proud of it. You're entering the Nerd Knighted Nations podcast. Never apologize for being All things geek are up for grabs. Because unnerdy people never apologize for being assholes. Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots. Christmas Junior Ambassadors, nerds and nerds of all ages, and welcome to another special Christmas edition of the Nerd Nations podcast, where this time we bring you another nostalgia war. I am your ambassador to the Midwest United States, Jared Boots, and with me as always is Miss Melissa Nicholson. Melissa, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just uh, be careful of the icy patch, okay? Okay. I just about slipped on it, but, you know, thank you for telling me. <laughs> I'm guessing Fozzie didn't warn you about it. No. But what well, am I supposed to do about, about telling him stuff? He, he won't remember. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> well, if you can't tell from the subtle hints we're giving or from the title of the episode, this Nostalgia War, we are talking about a Muppet Family Christmas. and. We kind of had to change the Nostalgia Wars up a little bit after one episode because the whole point of it was to, for one of us, to find something that we grew up with that the other one hasn't seen. But because I have seen all the things and Melissa hasn't seen many things, we're kind of renaming this to Teaching Mrs. Nicholson. (laughs) (laughs) So for this special Christmas edition... We are going to be discussing something I grew up with since I was a kid, and that is A Muppet Family Christmas. Uh, some quick facts before we get started. is uh, um, This first aired December 16th, 1987 on ABC. Um, TV Guide had ranked it number six in its 10 best family holiday specials. Uh, it was released in December 26, 1989 in the UK, which was the first appearance of Doc from uh, Fraggle Rock on UK television because uh, Fraggle Rock in the UK had a different segment, like some kind of space setting around it or whatever. But uh, plot's pretty simple. When Fozzie and the Muppet Show gang drop in unexpectedly on Fozzie's mother, she is forced to cancel her winter vacation plans and entertain them all. Soon the Sesame Street gang comes by as carolers, and then Kermit and his nephew Robin discover a fraggle rock hole in the basement. A snowstorm blows in, stranding everyone in the house except for Miss Piggy, who arrives just in time for all the Muppets to celebrate Christmas together. Now, Melissa, this is like almost like the Avengers of the Jim Henson universe because you have not one, not two, not three, but four different Jim Henson properties all in one with the Muppets, the Muppet Babies, Sesame Street, and Fraggle Rock. Mm-hmm. So how familiar are you with the Jim Henson universe outside of uh, 
the Muppets. Are you familiar with the Muppet Babies or uh, Sesame Street or Fraggle Rock? I know uh, very um, vaguely I know the Muppet Babies. And obviously, like, I do know Sesame Street. Um, it's not one that I, like, Sesame Street wasn't always something that I, I really watched as a kid, but I knew about it, and I did, I think I did see a couple episodes, and I know the characters and stuff, and I think just because they're just so, you know, ingrained in our sort of popular culture a little bit, so it's just, it's something that was always around. Um, Fraggle Rock, not a clue. <laughs> that one I, I don't know anything about, and I yeah, so um, they were talking about you know, Fraggle Rock and finding these characters, and I was like, well, who are they? I don't know who they are. <laughs> so that's the only one that, that I'm definitely not familiar with. So yeah, I, I would say the Fraggles were probably what I was least familiar with. I did watch the Fraggles growing up. I did watch Fraggle Rock growing up, but I was... Let's say out of those four, I was the least familiar. I did watch Muppet Babies and Muppet Show all the time. Like probably most kids born in the 80s and 70s, I was raised on Sesame Street. So I was pretty familiar with this. I think I probably have seen this debuted, what, three weeks after my, uh, a week after my third birthday back in 87. So probably too young to remember back then, but I've probably been watching this probably since I was about five at least five or six years old. But um, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, us your initial thoughts? Yeah. Um, I thought it was, uh, you know, really cute. I thought it was, it's, it's got your usual, you know, Muppet charm, hilarity, um, you know, definitely in this one, there's a, it just oozes like wholesomeness, especially sort of, you know, once you're getting sort of near the end and you're doing the, you know, the Christmas caroling and all that kind of stuff, like it's just, it's such a um, feel good um, thing to watch. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it's always fun to see the Muppets in different, like in a, in a different, you know, like outside their, their usual thing. Right. So, um it, it's really cool to see them kind of go on their own adventures and get up to different things and so it was a lot of fun to kind of go on that um not really an adventure but just you know to join them in on this and and um yeah i really i had a lot of fun with it i thought we start with some of the easy stuff so uh what were some of your favorite scenes uh i really liked um <laughs> When they're, I think it's Ernie and Bert, and they're talking to Doc, and they're like, oh, your Doc starts with the letter D, and, <laughs> and I starts with the letter E, and, and you know, well, where we're from, you know, this is, you know, casual conversation. <laughs> where, where we're from, this is small talk. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. It's just sort of like, yeah, you're bringing the, you know, the Sesame Street into that. And <laughs> um, I did like when um, Miss Piggy is talking to Kermit 
and she's doing her photo shoot and she's talking and she's doing the you know the random poses and stuff as she's talking to him and <laughs> that was really funny um and then um i really like the the swedish chef and you know his you know trying to get the turkey and everything and the turkey's pretending not to be a turkey and <laughs> i thought those uh, moments were a lot of fun do you think there's a dark universe somewhere or dark timeline where the Swedish chef does cook Big Bird? Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah, I'm I'm quite sure there is where he, he succeeds in, in doing away with Big Bird and and, um, and cooking him up. <laughs> or at least the turkey. Yeah. Or at least, yeah, finally, like, no, I'm going to, you're going to be roasted up. and <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, I'm quite sure there, there's something out there. <laughs> I know some of your, I know you're, you're some of your favorite Muppet characters are the Electric Mayhem. Uh, who are some of your favorite Sesame Street characters? Uh, Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> maybe my spirit animal i don't know <laughs> but I, yeah i like oscar the grouch um uh who's the other one um i'm thinking of um i can't think of obviously like big bird really enjoy big bird um ernie and bert are always fun um I still can't think of the other one, but yeah, basically those ones. So with with that out, Ether, what's uh, were there any scenes you liked in particular besides the Bert and Ernie chatting with Doc? Uh, any scenes in particular you enjoyed with the Sesame Street characters? Um, like maybe for example, their portrayal of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> I like it. Open the curtain, and they go to their sort of the continued scene, and um, yeah, I really I like that. And the um, oh, Santa's a monster, and <laughs> two headed monster. And <laughs> uh, Bert's commentary, the whole thing is probably makes it the best. When uh, I remember being a kid in Grover. <laughs> with not stirring the spoon it's like <laughs> joking remember, gets funnier and funnier but as you grow into an adult i think you find that bert's commentary on the whole play is funny as you get older yeah <laughs> yeah i really I, I did enjoy grover too yeah that, oh I'm, I'm representing a mouse and i'm not stirring and i'm not touching the spoon nervous <laughs> <laughs> the hand does not touch the spoon <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that was uh it was that that one in particular definitely stood up to me because that was that was fun um i think one of my favorite scenes has to be the interaction with uh, janice and the cookie monster and animal (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Oh, I've got Christmas cookies. (laughs) Who was that strange blue creature? (laughs) That my kind of fella. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I really enjoyed two animal... um, he answered the phone ringing. He answers the phone. And he's like, "Hello, hello, hello! Give me presents." <laughs> oh, pig! <laughs> <laughs> I I really like. I always love animal, uh, but I really enjoyed him. So just how random he is in this in this <laughs> It's so funny. How he answers the phone and how he, you know, even he's hanging on the hanger, hanging, hanging. <laughs> uh, it's just so much fun. While we're on the subject of favorite stuff, is there any character from either Muppets or Sesame Street or anything that you felt deserved they didn't get like their chance in the spotlight? Because they gave a lot of characters like a Quick little segment like Cookie Monster with the cookies, Big Bird with the Swedish Chef, uh, Gonzo wanting to fight the turkey, uh, Statler and Waldorf get their own little uh, moment in the sun, like Oscar. So everybody gets like uh, there are a lot of characters uh, get their moment in the sun. Is there any anybody you didn't see that really got a chance to shine in this special? I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think they they really did a good job of, you know, like you said, like giving everybody the spotlight and having their own little moment of, you know, of doing whatever they were doing and having interactions with the different characters. And um, I don't feel like anybody got really lost in it. Um, that sort of it, it kind of felt like everybody was was. Um, included and not really forgotten about like you don't really you, you have everybody have their little moments and interactions and then you know it, it you don't feel like they've you know left somebody out or anything like that um at least none that really come to mind i don't think um anybody really was sort of kind of tucked in the corner i think everybody got um got equal Equal spotlight time. Which says a lot, so consider how many characters are are in this special. Yeah. Like, it's it's really surprising that, you know, how, you know, how many characters there were. And, you know, you would, you would kind of forgive if maybe, you know, you, you kind of, you know, maybe forget about one. But they never, I don't feel like they ever did. It was... A good, like they they really kind of kept track of everybody, and you know made sure that everybody sort of had their their time and their moments and and um, yeah I thought it was well done that way too and I kind of noticed that like that was sort of one of the things that I I kind of realized was yeah that there's so many characters and yet I don't feel like they've ignored anybody. I really think. Just off the top of my head, if I had to pick maybe one, probably be Telly from Sesame Street. Maybe. 
Unless he's just involved with all the monsters that served as the reindeer during the play. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I you said you were unfamiliar with the Muppet Babies too, right? Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm aware. Well, usually they're usually they're animated. But how did you feel with that little segment they were featured in this film or in this special? I thought it was good. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was super cute that they they had their little um you know sort of old family video home video time um I thought that was really really adorable <laughs> to see everybody as you know as like you know little babies and everything and um I really like that but that's where that that wholesomeness just really exploded <laughs> well they they kept the theme going in this because i grew i watched a cartoon growing up and uh scooter had a twin sister named skeeter that uh was just just in that show only and um i don't say left skeeter out of this little home movie segment too they, they they did stay pretty faithful to how those characters look in the cartoon also because I think you see them up at Babies again in Muppets Take Manhattan if I'm not mistaken like in a flashback or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, since you're unfamiliar with the Fraggles, how did uh, Doc and Sprocket and the Fraggles how did that strike you when? those moments came um i enjoyed it um i didn't know that he was a part of um a part of that like fraggle stuff so me being completely unfamiliar i thought he was just another like sort of a, a separate character like him uh like doc coming and you know um renting that the taking over the home for the little bit and um like I, I that's what I thought. I didn't realize that he was connected to anything. Um but yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, a lot uh, one of the big plot points of the Fraggle show is Sprocket trying to convince Doc that the Fraggles are real. And I think it's not until the last episode of the show that I think it's uh lead fraggle uh gober he talks to doc like in the last episode okay if you could find some fraggles i'd recommend it i I don't think it's on disney plus it's the licensing stuff because i don't know where fraggle rock landed as far as streaming services i don't because i don't think I don't think the Fraggles were part of the deal with uh, Disney. I think it was just Muppets only. Mm. So I don't think Sesame Street and Fraggles were part of the deal back in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I, yeah, I don't know. Probably be on a streaming service that I don't have, but. You know, <laughs> or maybe find something on YouTube or something. I think that's where I found him, or I probably found him on some random website years ago when I watched a few episodes. Um, what are some favorite songs that you heard in the special? 
I really liked uh, what was it Jingle Bell Rock that the Electric Mayhem sings. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, I thought that was really good. I kind of wish that I could find like, you know, something on like a Spotify or something like added to a Christmas thing because I, I really like that. <laughs> yeah, Electric Mayhem is really responsible for a lot of my favorite uh, Christmas carols. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, that one is a, a, probably a big highlight because then, like you know, because I do, I love the Electric Mayhem. I think they're great characters. So, um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed their their little um, little moment. Um, I mean, I enjoyed all of it. I mean, I can't really, except for, I mean, like, The Electric Mayhem, I think, is my definite favorite than Jingle Bell Rock. Um, but I, I mean, I enjoyed all of it. I thought it was, you know, I, I like, you know, the Christmas songs and stuff, so I can't really pick any other favorites. I like the opening song uh, with We Need a Little Christmas with all of them singing. Yeah, that one's really nice. That's usually whenever I hear uh, We Need a Little Christmas on the on the radio, that's why I think of the Muppets version of We Need a Little Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the the beginning of it where they're all singing together and, and uh, yeah. So there, was there any jokes apart from scenes is there any jokes you really caught you tickled your funny bone more than others um at the moment i can't remember any of the jokes because there's some of them that were really quick well Um, there's some like there's one at the beginning where they're driving the truck and uh Fozzie goes, my mom loves surprises, and Gonzo says that's good because she's in for a doozy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that one, but the other ones, no, I'm I'm blanking on that. Um on those ones. Oh no, I love the running gag of it's cold enough to freeze your Winnebago. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, the snowman thing where oh I have to come it's cold outside. I have to come in and warm up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's melting. <laughs> yeah, I do I I do love the routine that him and Fozzie have, especially when uh, when Fozzie's building him and I love the routine they're having outside where uh they call him Eight Tiny Rain Bear. No, it's Reindeer. No, it's Snow Darling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you gotta love the classic uh, joshing, the the classic heckling from uh, Statler and Waldorf too. Like it wouldn't be a Muppet special without Statler and Waldorf. Oh, exactly. And then in some way, shape, or form, heckling. You know, it just it, it definitely wouldn't be the same without them. I try to remember. Did you ever watch the Muppet Show that they had on a few years ago, or was like The Office only with the Muppets? No. There was one where who's the taller one? Is it Statler? 
He's in the hospital. <laughs> He's essentially taking advantage of Fozzie because Fozzie feels bad for putting him in the hospital. He's just taking advantage of Fozzie every which way he can. It's so damn funny. <laughs> Like that, they they essentially they turned uh, it was what I want to say like 2012 ish, maybe 13 or 14. They turned like only ran for eight episodes, but they turned the Muppets into like an office style show where it had like them talking to the camera and it had like a, a lot more adult humor. Like for example, you found out that like Janice slept with every guy in Electric Mayhem <laughs> besides Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> And out of them as legal stoner, like <laughs> legit stoners and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, it had a lot of adult humor, and it. it was pretty funny. It only lasted for a season, sadly, but like it makes me think off the top of my head is like Statler and Waldorf, or this is Statler taking advantage of Fozzie while he was in the hospital and stuff. <laughs> if you can find that somewhere, I'd, I'd, it's only like eight episodes, so it's like a pretty short time commitment. Yeah. That, that would oh. be to watch for sure. So, uh, are you familiar with any other Muppet Christmas specials like Muppet Christmas Carol or John Denver and the Muppets at Christmas Together or even or is it Letters to Santa? I think there is one. Or other Jim Henson stuff like uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Are you familiar with any of those? Um, a Muppet Christmas Carol, yes. I really enjoy that one. Um, yeah, John Denver and the Muppets, yes. I actually have the LP of it. <laughs> oh, have you seen the actual special that went with it? No. It's it's essentially them singing a lot of those songs, but... Yeah. No, I haven't. And I don't know anything about, um, what was it, Emmett Otter and... Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. That yeah. actually came out before a lot. I was like the uh, 70s, I believe. So it was a lot. It was a lot earlier. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about that one. Well, since you haven't seen the special John Denver the Muppets, how would you compare this? How would you compare Muppet Family Christmas to Muppet Christmas Carol? This one is. Um. It's, I mean, there's a little bit more unstructured, I think, this one, um, whereas the other one obviously is telling a story, and you've got your, your narrators and everything, and um, and you know, it's it's got a little bit more, um, like, I'm up at Christmas Carol, so obviously it's following the story, and... Um, you know, it has its, its, you know, very lighthearted, but then it has also sadder moments and things like that. And it's, I find it's obviously it's a little bit more structured. Whereas the other one, it's a little bit more like there's a story there with, you know, basically, you know, unexpectedly coming to visit and then basically mayhem ensuing from there. <laughs> and, you know, like Christmas caroling and everything. And it's just basically, it's, you know, a little bit more free flowing that way. Um, but it's still, you know, it's still fun. It's still, you know, it's got, you know, it's got heart and everything. And, and just like I'm up at Christmas Carol too. It's, it's got your, it's, 
it's your usual sort of Muppet charm. You're, you know, fun, funny, and you can also have, you know, um, a little bit more serious moments and then still be, you know, lighthearted and, and fun, so. Well, I know I, I probably stand alone in the world uh, when I, and I probably say it off of pure nostalgia, I actually say this one's better than Muppet Christmas Carol. That pogs I grew up with this more than I grew up with Muppet Christmas Carol, but I think this one, because to me, a Muppet Family Christmas, it feel it doesn't feel like Christmas season until I watch it. Yeah. A lot of people have that, and like there's at least two or three things I have to watch for it to feel like Christmas to me. It's a Christmas story, Muppet Family Christmas, and then probably one of my other random ones like my Batman Returns and my Gremlins. Or uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Because I also say that I also have a huge fan of Mickey's Christmas Carol. Mm. But I'm alone in thinking. I know I'm probably alone in thinking. I think this is actually better than Muppet Christmas Carol. Because I know I've said it out loud before. And people like to call blasphemy on it. But <laughs> No, I don't think. I think it's good. I think it's I think it's going to. Uh, words. Um, this is going to be my rotation of of Christmas stuff to watch for sure. Um, you know, cause it's something a little bit different than your usual sort of, um, I don't know. There's a lot, it, this one's a little bit, maybe a little bit more unique and, and, and uh, like telling a, like a Christmas story, special kind of thing. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be in my rotation, but usually like for me, it's for it to kind of feel like, Christmas, it's, I gotta watch, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, um, Gremlins, uh, what else? Uh, Polar Express, uh, Elf, things like that. Um, and then it's not Christmas Eve until I watch the black and white Alistair Sim, um, A Christmas Carol, so. Usually this would be the part where I ask if you would recommend this to somebody else, but to say to keep it in the spirit of the special, are you willing to uh, uh, pass it on? Yes. I was kind of hoping for a laugh there. I know my my (laughs) grunt wasn't as good as Wembley's, but I tried, damn it. Probably went over my head. Sorry. Oh, when they're singing the song "Pass It On" in the in the, rock, oh. in the fraggle hole, probably do the uh, uh, "Pass It On." Ah, uh, uh-huh. sorry. <laughs> well, you blew it. Of course I did. It's what I do very well. So, to answer this, uh, is this something I was blinded by nostalgia, or do you feel like you've missed out? I kind of feel like I've missed out. Um, I, I kind of wish I had been introduced to it. Um, like I, I'm surprised I, I wasn't, um, because I'd been introduced to you know the Muppet Show and and you know all the other sort of Muppet stuff, and so I'm, I'm just surprised that I was never introduced to this and i don't know maybe just maybe it wasn't 
I've ever seen. So I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I feel like I missed out on it because it's it's a really good, fun Christmas thing to watch, and um, yeah, I, I I feel like I I missed out on something really good that I could have, you know, grown up with and and really had like strong nostalgia for. So I I kind of feel like. Yeah, I'm sad I've I've missed out, but I'm also happy that I've been introduced to it now. Well, in your defense, it's not like it's readily available. If you don't know it's on YouTube, it's not like it's readily available to anybody. Like, yeah, doing Serena online, it's never been released in its entirety on VHS or DVD because of uh, licensing rights with some of the songs. So a lot of the songs are cut out of uh, home video releases if you can find it. Mm-hmm. in what the so this has been 1987 so as long as this special's been around now almost 35 years the special's been around i've came across it once in the wild and that was at a comic book convention probably about five years ago i still kick i've kicked myself every day for not buying it because i was really hoping it would be in its entirety like i i'd be okay if it was like the version we all watched on youtube where it's in its entirety uh with well commercial breaks cut out of course so it's only like what 47 minutes too without the commercials in it so it's not a big time commitment either no and i mean it goes by pretty quickly too like it's not you know you, you it's a it's a well well spent 47 minutes <laughs> is there anything you'd fix in it if you had a chance no I don't think so. There, I don't have any nitpicks for, of it, like anything I change. It's as good as it is. I'd say, if anything, I'd Emmett Otter and his jug band. Mm. But maybe they felt like they had enough already. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where. I mean, maybe they could, you know, collaborate with the Electric Mayhem or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's how you'd bring them in. But. If you, can, if, if you can find it, there is, uh, I don't think, I think just Kermit is in Emin Otter's Jug Band Christmas. But, um, yeah, there is a segment where they perform it, his band performs at a talent show, and there's like a, a, a they're not Electric Mayhem, but they're like, they play like, uh, the, one of the rival bands plays like a rock song in it, so. <laughs> that'd be like your Electric Mayhem fix, but yeah, I could see them teaming up with Electric Mayhem, that'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe they just thought they had too much to tackle already with all of them to, to add Emmett Otter into the mix. But I think Emmett Otter has really came on the last few years. I know my friend Stephanie, she's a huge diehard Emmett Otter fan. But um, I think the following for that's gotten large over the last uh, last handful of years, I'd say. But well, I'm glad you really enjoyed it. That makes my heart really happy. I'm glad to know I'm two and zero now and uh. <laughs> Not being blinded by nostalgia, but wonder how long <laughs> that streak is going to go. <laughs> I think it'll it'll go on for a good little bit. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's it, it's like it, it's one of those things. It, it feels like Christmas once I watch it. Mhm. And it kind of like I haven't really like I've you know I mean it's still really early in December, obviously, but. Um, and I've, I've done like, you know, my Christmas decorating and things like that, but 
I think today it kind of officially kind of felt like Christmas after watching that. <laughs> and now I kind of want to watch like other Christmas things. So I think that that kind of started my Christmas watching now. Yeah. And like you said about you owning the LP of uh, John Denver, the Muppets of Christmas together. I used to have that on record back when I was younger. I don't know what happened to it. I got lost in the shuffle somewhere, probably when I was a teenager. And then that's an album I've owned on vinyl, on cassette tape, and now I own it on CD. So that's probably why I just associate the Muppets with Christmas a lot, because I grew up with that album, and I grew up with the special. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe you could also find John Denver and the Muppets of Christmas together on YouTube. Um, that too is just like a special, like a hour, hourish long special where it's them singing some of the songs from the album. Yeah. Emmett Otter. I don't think Emmett Otter is in its entirety in YouTube, but I highly recommend that one too. No, I'll have to check that out. Cause yeah, I'm I'm not I'm definitely not familiar with it. I've I've heard about it through um different things but not really paid attention to it so yeah i yeah i'll have to see if i can i can find something i don't think you'd be disappointed it's hard to be disappointed by anything jim henson does oh exactly you you really can't you just i mean anything he's he's done is just is gold so <laughs> You can't be, can't be, like you said, disappointed in any of it. It's kind of a hot take too, but it really seems like the quality of Muppets probably has gone down since he passed because it just seems like Disney does not know what to do with the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Like they have tried so many things with the Muppets, and it seems like I haven't, I haven't, as of this recording, I have not seen the Haunted Mansion special yet. But like I said, they tried. They've tried the movies, the first Jason Siegel movie in 2011. I enjoyed. It didn't seem like Muppets Most Wanted did very well. Um, as I said the show they brought back in the latter, uh, like 2014-ish. I enjoyed it, but it didn't seem like it did very well. I, I think they've been trying to bring back Muppet Babies and Fraggle Rock. Or at least Fraggle Rock in the spirit of there's these little creatures in Fraggle Rock called dozers. All they use is build stuff. Okay. Yeah, I think but, I saw something because I actually googled what Fraggle Rock was, and there was some article headline about rebooting Fraggle Rock or something. I think that's been in the works for a while. But uh, yeah, but it just but then again, I think we just said earlier in this episode that I don't believe the Fraggles were part of the deal with Disney and the Henson Company. I believe it was just the Muppets. Yeah, I don't think it's it's definitely not on like your Disney Plus or anything. So. Well, I think I want to say probably the Sesame Street belongs to PBS. Yeah. Fraggles, I don't know who owns that. But because yeah, you don't see any Sesame Street themed attractions at 
or Disney or anything with them involved in it. But there has been other things too, where they've had all these crossover before too. I couldn't remember the name of the special, but they had uh, some other time, I think where it was all Sesame street, Fraggle rock and Muppets all together and probably with the Muppet babies also, but it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed Found something new to add to your Christmas rotation. It was easy to go Garfield again this time, but I wanted to try something different. So I thought Muppet Family Christmas is a good one, and it's easy to find, too. Yeah, that was, I mean, I don't, well, I didn't have any challenge finding the, the like, when we did the, the Garfield Halloween um, thing. But, yeah, this one was super easy to find, which was nice. So, yeah, and it's definitely going to be, as long as it stays on YouTube, <laughs> it'll be in a Christmas rotation for sure. Well, you think Disney would check out all the downloads that this episode, or all the views this gets, and like find a way to tackle all the rights to get all the music? Because I think, if I read correctly, they said the main thing with the rights is they only had the rights to air the songs on the special alone, not to be on home video. So yeah, that's always a challenge with a lot of things where you try to you use this something in in you know for use it on television and then it changes when you know we put it on home video which is kind of it's always unfortunate disney come on you got money exactly you're rolling in it take advantage of <laughs> for fuck's sake you gotta take out a small loan just to get in the goddamn park you got money <laughs> to buy the rights to all these songs to distribute on home video. Come on. Yeah. Do it, please. <laughs> like, just think how many kids, like, how many, well, now adults, sadly, God, I just depressed myself. How many adults that grew up in the 80s watching this would love to own this so they could show it any time? Like, watch it at a better quality than somebody who clearly dubbed their VHS tape to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But God oh, bless, sure. but God bless whoever did too, because uh, it's in its entirety. So God bless that person too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, any final thoughts on a Muppet Family Christmas before we bring it on home? Uh, I thought it was like kind of like what I said before. Like it was a lot of fun. It just oozes wholesomeness. There were parts I kind of did get emotional because it was just like, oh, just like so heartwarming and just, you know, um, especially when uh, you see Jim Henson at the end and, you know, he's like, oh, like seeing everybody, you know, happy, having fun. And it's just like, oh, I just (laughs) I I really love that. So, yeah, I um, it's it's so good. Um, And uh yeah, thank you for introducing it to me. <laughs> you're very welcome. I thought you said you're gonna get all sentimental when uh, Big Bird gives Swedish Chef the chocolate covered bird seed. Yeah, that was oh, that was really nice. <laughs> see, see, when I get older, when I see the Swedish Chef, I just think oh, that's what Jared sounds like when he's getting drunk. <laughs> That was me and my brother RJ's wedding back in August after too much whiskey and beer. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, 
Let the record show I am 2-0 and <laughs> and shows them to Melissa from my childhood. Yep. Well, I, I just remember one more thing before we go, Melissa. Did you know that Silver Bells was written for a Bob Hope movie called The Lemon Drop Kid? <laughs> oh, really? This is something I didn't know. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. I was really hoping that. I was like, <laughs> I was rewatching it again, like, oh, yeah, they don't sing that song at all. <laughs> like, I've been funny. They sing Silver Bells. I would have died laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Aw. <laughs> and if you don't get that reference, go back and listen to our last episode with Michael Lyons. So, <clears throat> yeah, so Melissa, where can uh, listeners keep up with you? Uh, they can keep up with me on Instagram at MissMelissaN25. On there, it's just basically nature pictures, the elusive selfie, maybe a random meme here and there. Um, just a whole lot of randomness. So you can find it on there. Um, I also have an art page. It's called Scribbles of a Wannabe Drawer. It's all one word, nothing fancy. And on there, I post all the art I do. And where can they find you, Jared? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at QCA underscore Mista, M-I-S-T-A underscore J. Like I've said before, I'll say it again. You see pictures of my beard and of my cats on there. So that's what you're into. That's where you go. As a podcast as a whole, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerd Nations Podcast. And don't forget to send us an email at nerdnationspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to uh, listen to us, keep listening to us as a podcast, you can find us on our home at Podbean, um, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And also be sure to leave a rating and a review uh, so we can be a little more noticed within the podcast community. And stay tuned to your podcast feeds. We've got more Christmas goodies coming your way with... Everybody's favorite guest, Mr. Guy Milk's return to the show next time we get together. So be sure to be, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Be sure not to miss that next one. That's going to be a good one. For Melissa, I'm Jared. This has been another Christmas episode, and we'll see you next time we get together with Guy. So, like we said last time, Bob Hope sang Silver Bells. The world is still scary, but it's also a jolly time of year. And the best way to get through the holiday season is to be excellent to each other. And nerd on, dudes. No, and I chased a truck the whole way here. Boy, am I exhausted. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>